wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you So Trevor, you're talking about the worst Hallmark movie ever, right? Oh, this last one was just, it was pointless. It was like a lawyer movie. It was like suits, but all they did was argue about a guy's tree. And there was no subplot, no other characters, no. It was just like, is this guy disabled, like mentally? And is he allowed to have his tree? And then they just argue about it over and over and over. So it got me thinking with uh, occupations and, and movies and TV shows there. I think lawyers, are pro- t- in movies, cops are number one. Lawyers are number one in uh, TV shows, I'd say. And then doctors are probably number three. And uh, with all these 911 shows in Chicago Fire, it seems like uh, firefighters, paramedics are, uh, are going up there as well. Just bootlicker mainstream media. Yeah. Pharmacists and dentists don't really get too much airtime. Well, and... dentists and dentists in a TV show is a drug addict. <laughs> well, every was... dentist in every TV show is a drug addict. And and my favorite trope when it comes to any occupation are the veterinarians. You never see them actually dealing with an animal. They're always dealing with <laughs> a human <laughs> oh, like gangster like last yeah. minute yeah, yeah or even yeah. i listened to a, a podcast about terminator 3 today and there's john connor breaking in for meds you know like i wonder in in the u.s it might be a little different but i wonder in canada if you were to do a, a national poll with the veterinarians association like you know completely anonymous of course because they get in trouble but how many times have you treated a human <laughs> or been asked to treat a human yeah. I bet it's absolutely minute. Yeah. Oh, I depend. I think that's when. That's a good. Yeah. I think in the U.S. I think. Probably I think it's a little bit more common. Yes. Yeah. I but think. There, I think. There, I would love to see the number, the off, the off the record number between Canada and the United States for when vets prescribe or treat humans. Kind of when they maybe not knowingly, but kind of like they kind of, kind of know what they're doing when they're writing yeah. that prescription. I've I've tried yeah, to do the opposite. Um, I've tried to do the opposite where uh, my dog's on meds that cost forty four dollars a month, and you know they'd be free if uh, it were a human. <laughs> so ah, I'm on the phone with the that's pharmacist. The Canada, uh, that's the reverse Canuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the phone with uh, uh, you know the the person at the pharmacy who who knows me, and I'm like, yes, Rockabye, my daughter (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how animals don't have socialism yet they're still but us humans in canada we got our socialized medicine but the animals are still full-on yeah money gouging now you've just got yeah now you've got you've heard it's hard to become a vet right well there's no vet school in manitoba you have to go to saskatchewan just like the work is hard but it's but it's like, okay, here's 50 animals to deal with. Well, you've got to know every system and every speciality. I mean... I guess it's all the same. Like, they could just cut someone open and do decently. Yeah, I think the burden of, like, success is a little lower. And, and d- like different animal, there's different vets, you know, like, you've got the... Uh, 
livestock vets versus yeah. the you know the pet because you know you get into livestock and cows have you know, it, multiple mm-hmm. uh, multiple stomachs while dogs and cats are yeah. pretty much the same yeah, cows, cows are best yeah, off cows seem like the aliens and at the same time a cow is only worth x amount of dollars so if the bill is going to be worth that much then you know you cut your losses horses i guess are a little different mm-hmm. story but horses are a little bit more uh human-like i guess so uh going back to occupations and movies one one of the coolest jobs i think and i think it's accurately represented in film like american graffiti and stuff is an old school radio dj wolfman jack style hey okay yeah absolutely so i thought we could play a little bit of a game test our dj skills there one of the most important skills a dj has to have is to hit the post have you ever heard of hitting the post while on the air Hit the post. Is that where you say your call numbers? No, it's when you hit play and uh, the intro of the song starts and you continue talking yeah. up until the point where the vocals of a song commence. Oh. So uh, back in the day when it was a, a, an actual vinyl, a little bit tougher, um, when when they sort of shifted to magnetic carts, it would have like, you know, 10 seconds written on it or something like that. But the old guys, you know, they had to, they had to have a feel for the song, you know? Uh, requests maybe they weren't always sure with it but you sort of have to have a feel for the song and you know you talk about the weather you talk about uh traffic and then uh boom you got to hit the post so i thought we could uh <laughs> i thought we could practice uh songs you guys may have never heard of hitting the post so all right give me a do you have a time for me or oh no i'm just gonna play a song and you're gonna try to oh, with feel okay, I gotta... hit the oh, post right. you know you can't leave too much room before the the vocals start you gotta you know you gotta Hit the post. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, hey, give me one. Ready? Here we go. So we just start talking. Sure. All right. And if you're driving home tonight, be sure to stay away from Route 90 unless you absolutely need to be there. It's looking sunny. Uh, everybody should make it home as long as you obey the traffic laws. And I hope you have a great weekend this weekend. Uh, take care. This is CFAR. Good job. And we're listening to C. See, I could have introduced yeah. the song. That's what I missed. Yeah, I guess you don't know the name of the song. I'll if tell you I the name. If I the song, it, I'll, it I'll tell you Carter, the name. that would have been a 10 out of 10 if I knew the song. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit at the end, but yeah. Just to introduce the song. Oh. And you're listening yeah. to the whatever that band is that makes that terrible song. <laughs> That's a good song. Okay, uh, Brent, Brent, you ready with this one? It's uh, Kansas, Carry On My Wayward Son. You could just say that, and that's going to take eight <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was a <laughs> joke. <laughs> God, that's the best joke ever. Uh, okay, let me try this. Uh, 7.30 CKDM, Dolphin's Finest Radio. we got the Edgar, Edgar Winter Group with Free Ride coming at you this Parkland winter. It's November 29th. And we got all the hits coming for you all day. Oh, perfect! But you said the same thing over and over. I kind of. <laughs> you said, we got the hits, this is us, we got the it's... hits, we're coming at you. It's, today is the day, and today is the day, and today is the day, and we got the hits, and we're coming at you. Oh, I guess I did Not bad. That. Good timing, seems... but yeah. repetitive. That's yeah. Car- that would be Carter's style. It's way better than... Uh, a little bit of here comes the dynamite. <laughs> yes. Boom goes oh, the dynamite. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just 
if if you didn't know this that no that was a good carry like I could see you just winging that. Yep. Well, I got one I for liked, Brent here. I liked, I liked the flow of it. I really liked the flow of it. <laughs> Peace of Mind by Boston. I, I don't. It's on my playlist here, my '70s playlist. But I don't know. I don't really know how it goes. But let's let's try Peace of Mind by Boston. Hey, All right. It's closing at ten o'clock at night. We've given Peace a chance. It's about time for a bit of peace of mind. Oh, yeah. Four, five. Ooh, it's a double intro. Yeah, it got me. I I was panicking because I thought it was coming fast. Here oh, we triple go. Triple intro. <laughs> I mean, I think you should be Forget out by it. the transition. Oh, they faked yeah. you out, though. That was no fair because it should have uh, started. Yeah. They added two bars. Uh, mm. I didn't even have a dance to get going because I was. You thought it was over. Yeah, I felt it was coming. I felt it was coming fast. Yeah, yeah. I thought it had about three seconds from when he hit go. That's what my senses said. So now, what if you did something like "Welcome to the Jungle"? You're not gonna go through the dan 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 dan. Like, do you do it during the? And ladies and gentlemen, we're kicking off with "Welcome to the Jungle." You know where you are. You're on 92 City FM. You're going to die. (laughs) You want it to kick off right on the... Yeah, oh, good point, good point. So do you... But does that count? Like, you know what I mean? So you got to know... that counts, that counts. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not so much a post. It's a gradient. Oh, I like that. You want to try another one here? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Where am I? Where am I? Ario Speedwagon, roll with the changes. Ario Speedwagon, roll with the changes. All right. Good song. And we're live on location, signing off for the day from Foreman uh, Ford Motors here in the heart of the parkland. And we're wishing you a good one. It's Ario Speedwagon with uh, some stupid song. <laughs> good job. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not singing. No, I thought that was a Yeah, I, I could. Oh. I was 50 50 on the. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's the 70s. Let's shift to, to 80s for a second there to try to. Where it's a little bit uh, lower there. Okay, let me try this one. Steve Perry, oh, Sherry. Oh, we got a Steve Perry old Sherry here on uh, 97 Power FM, Winnipeg's best rock. Steve Perry's old Sherry. That rhymes, yeah. Former lead singer of Journey. <laughs> Let's see how good his uh, solo career goes. But this song's oh. rising up the charts, burning up the temperature while it's cold here. Yeah, it would affect. Stay warm. Oh, yeah. Carter, your stuff gives me anxiety. Yeah, your timing is good, but man, your content is... It's like a calculator talking to itself. In a circus, yeah. <laughs> Carter's, oh, Carter's brain is broken. Yeah, the algorithm busted, and Carter's just rambling. Oh. Did, you, did you hear how Spotify is ruining music by the, the algorithm, kind of? Um, Pavement, have you heard of the band Pavement? Yes. Yeah. So um, the singer of Pavements in a in a hipster bakery, and he hears a song come on uh, 
you know the radio or spotify he's not sure mm -hmm. and he's thinking to himself oh cool jangly guitar yeah this is a good song and then he hears his voice come on he's like what song is this and like he couldn't really piece it together and it's like if i'm the singer of this band and i don't really remember this song how is this playing like in a public place um what? and and so what it turned out is this pavement song which was this really rare b-side um like total rarity um has become their number one song on spotify um eclipsing their second most popular song by over 10 million views so it's got like 30 million listens to and like like i said the singer of the band doesn't even remember like anything about it it's just because um it, it started like like you know they're a decently popular band with videos and singles and yet this is their number one song and, and nobody really likes it like pavement fans aren't like hey oh, wait yeah, let me guess what's happening though yeah it auto plays a song that is a b-side that's not they don't owe royalties to or something because it was unreleased so when they put it on it automatically goes to that song which gets it more plays but they don't have to pay the artist anything for it kind of with autoplay there that's that's where it is is that uh some engineers at spotify were in the article commenting saying um the algorithm deems it to be similar enough to another song. So say like a Foo Fighters song wraps up playing and you've got autoplay turn on mm. and then like maybe an Alice Chain song comes on and then they've just determined that this pavement song will come on. Like, and it wasn't on any hot playlists either. So it's just sort of like this weird mm -hmm. autoplay, like the computer's taking it over and forced it down everyone's throats and saying like, this now, is, is pavement not making money off of this? They're making money, but uh, it's just weird because Usually when you're like, oh, let me hear, I've never really heard this band. Let me go listen to, uh, to, to see what's an accurate representation of them, their top five songs, you know? And you'd be like, oh, this is the big power ballad. You know, like, like Trevor, what's, what's Poison top five right now? Oh, every, it's going to be Every Rose Has Its Door, Nothing But one. A Good Time, Unskinny Bop. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got those three in order. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to get the next, the next holy crap talk dirty to me yeah and oh i'm gonna go with fallen angel but it might be darn right you got all oh! five <laughs> yeah. seriously seriously um that was the sh that was the high point of my life that's all the skills i've had acquired oh my gosh in 40 years that was what it was all for was to boom off the top of my head was it in order well, kind of. It's it's weird because like Fallen Angels number four, but with twenty three million, while Talk Dirty to Me is number five with sixty three million. So what the heck? Mm -hmm. Why are they out of order? You know, recency bias probably or mm -hmm. something in the algorithm. What's uh, Guns N' Roses top five? Guns N' Roses. Uh, well, okay, Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City. Yeah, those are in order in streams. Yeah. Um, November rain. <laughs> you hit all four in a row again. <laughs> and then that's just like last time, number five. I don't believe you got Fallen Angel, but yeah, this one, this one's tricky too. No, it's not. It's Don't Cry. No. Oh, it's off. It's off. It's it's use your illusion one. Oh, um, I guess it was a single. No, really. You could be mine, or oh, I guess it was off. Use your illusion too. What is it? Knocking on heaven's door. 
Oh yeah, that's the don't cry of that album. Not don't cry alternate lyrics? No, definitely not. <laughs> okay, Red, you gonna do Radioheads for me here or what? Oof. That's I don't know where to start, but Creep. Okay. Creep. Yeah. Huge, yeah, number one, big time. Okay. Um Karma Police. Yeah, that's number two. Man, you guys know your bands. <laughs> I know what number three is for sure. Um just a second. Oh, I thought you said it. I I have it. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's not ooh, no, I know which one you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't enter no, I'm going for um I just have a pyramid song. No. Come on, these three are pretty easy. Paranoid Android, just no. It's actually no, no. Those two aren't. Yeah, I'm what? trying to think of an amp. Yep, big hits. High and dry, flake plastic trees, and no surprises. But just is Ugh. is high and dry. Huh? Like high, oh high and dry. Don't leave. What's the other ones? Fake plastic trees. Yeah, and no yeah. surprises. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Now, is that worldwide or Canadian? Because I always worldwide. think that. Yeah. Oh, I just always think that album number two is like a rural Canada. Cause that was the biggest, right? With all the people, even for like all the metal heads around me on my bus, it was still like, oh, there's the Benz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was the biggest album in the world. In turn, is kind of a disappointment, but seemed to hit it big and dolphin. Wow, yeah, I'm surprised, Carter. You nailed this. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I got a few, I got two. Then I was going much newer. After that, I lost. Yeah. Creep wasn't even close though, right? Like Creep's got a like, oh, yeah. crazy amount. Six hundred twenty thousand. While Paranoid Android's like two forty or something. Ooh, I was yeah. just thinking. Yeah, for for oh, me, wow. if you ask, it'd be like you two. That one would be tough. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Okay, let's do, do it. You two, right now. No, let's oh, do it. Either you, of you have. You two would be very okay, modern. So. It would be modern skewed. Okay, sucks. let's hear you two. Oh man, what the hell would you two like? Okay, so obviously it's gonna have where the streets have no names and nope. uh, still haven't Sunday, found what you're looking for. Number two, I think uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Uh, it's not five. with or without you, like with or sure. without you is number one. Yeah, yeah, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Two, so those are number two. one and two. Yeah, and then it's gonna be it's gonna be one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know your stuff. Sunday, Bloody Sunday, number and then five. it's gonna be some stupid new one like. Elevation, or what was that stupid one in the airport? Beautiful day. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow, like ridiculous, <laughs> man. You have like uncanny <laughs> knack at determining what. The well, most... no, see, Carter, this is this is a thing that I've noticed when I had to like slam it out as a cover musician. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is that is that you get very see? This is I don't want to diss musicians, but they suck and they don't have friends. <laughs> And they don't know what normal people like. So when they pick covers that they think are popular, they're like the fourth best song or the ninth best song of a band. 
when you should be picking the number one or two song at most. And I've always had like, when I moved up here and we had to put together 40 cover songs for a show and we named some artists, some of the stuff that the other bandmates brought back to me, I was like, you guys really are out of touch with reality, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, so I'd let them pick some of their songs and then I'd pick some of my songs and everybody would dance (laughs) at the songs I picked and nobody would dance to the songs they picked. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, you know, Folsom Prison Blues. I'm like, let me tell you what's going to happen when we play Folsom Prison Blues. People's the whole get damn down. town, the town is going to burn down. <laughs> oh, Cadillac Ranch. Nobody wants to hear Cadillac Ranch. Yeah. You want to you want to bet? You want to you want to bet? It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. You got to just know what you got to play music for for drunk idiots. I happen to like playing music for drunk idiots, so it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. Um, no, that's 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 what you need to do. Like uh, I like the 1975, and their last two albums were part of a project called Music for Cars. Uh, <laughs> Trevor's new project that encompasses multiple albums, yeah. Music for Drunk Idiots. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Called Country Fest. <laughs> Country Fest back. Backstage, uh, Country Fest campsite stage is what it could be called. <laughs> I would love to see Trevor versus Carter's choices for, for cover band songs. Cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is this band made ten of this tape last year. <laughs> ten. Yeah, no, and here's like, Trevor playing Chattahoochee. Yeah, no, uh, my set list would be I'm gonna go get another drink. Uh, yeah. Do either, yeah, do you have I've a song that you feel like but follows I have, you around? Oh. I play Boot Scoot Boogie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's new in the repertoire. Well, it's just because there's a girl in town who loves singing it and she's really good at it, so mm-hmm. I will bust out Boot Scoot Boogie. It's one of those songs that I didn't even have to. I had never played it. I had never looked at the music. And the band started playing it because they had played it before. And I played the whole song, every change, all the licks perfectly without ever having (laughs) thought about it before in my life. Because it was so ingrained in my brain. Like, it's just, it's it's like basic addition. It's so, it's so in, it's so clean and easy. It's just, it's almost criminal. Hmm. What's some new ones, or what's some songs that have followed me around? No, just do you have a song that seems to algorithm follow you? Probably the only one here would use YouTube for music sometimes, but it's Zombie Cranberries. No matter what I could start with, <laughs> a song is coming at me within five songs. It's gonna play for you no matter what. Yeah. Oh man, I know exactly what you mean. I'm trying to think of what what comes up for me. As I don't use YouTube for music. No. Um, but I do get really weird wrestling videos. <laughs> I, like I'll be at school using YouTube in my class, and the next video that comes up is some like obscure shoot interview with wrestlers from these like the eighties. My kids are like, "What the hell are you watching?" I'm like, "Oh, never." <laughs> That's what happens to me. It's mostly wrestling.
my kid asked me something uh, the other day, and uh, I didn't really have an answer for him. And so I started going down this rabbit hole a little bit here. He what said, "What's what happens what, when you die?" <laughs> no, he said, "What's the most expensive <laughs> thing in the world?" Oh. And my first um, sort of thought was the Mona Lisa. Oh, thing. What do you mean by thing? Like, what's the most, you know item that you can fit in a, a pickup truck let's say oh it's not like a building in new york <laughs> no no yeah let's not say that yeah like something that uh, you can carry around and, and move from household to household oh probably that um that sapphire uh what's it called it's like the most famous gemstone i don't know maybe not it's like a scrooge mcduck thing oh seriously <laughs> yeah um, I don't know. What do you, the Mona Lisa? I don't know. How much is the Mona Lisa worth? So I was reading this, that, uh, that, um, in, in the sixties, they appraised oh. the Mona Lisa at a hundred million dollars us. And so due to inflation, it'd be worth around 850 million nowadays. And I think that's so low. Like, you know, like the Toronto blue Jays are worth like, uh, you know, 1.3 billion. I read yesterday. It's like, what is everyone in Australia knows who the Mona Lisa is? Nobody gives a crap about the Blue Jays, right? Like, so how much did they appraise? Yeah, for what? For 100 million back in the 60s, and due to inflation, it's oh, 850 million now. Expensive then. Like, it would be several billion now for real. Yeah, for how yeah, things actually. Because rich people like collecting stuff. It was like that guitar book. Uh, yeah. magazine that I, we talked about in the air like 30 episodes ago where it's like the most expensive guitar ever sold was 80,000 it's like yeah uh, this issue is uh, 24 years old now it's like 7 million <laughs> you know like rich yeah. people got rich mm -hmm. and decided to collect things so the and most boomers yeah garbage boomers the most expensive painting ruining the price of everything ru ruining the valuation of everything on earth yeah thanks boomers the most expensive painting ever, ever sold was a Da Vinci. It's called uh, Salvatore Mundi. Uh, it's a it's a painting of, uh, I believe Jesus. Here I'm looking at it, and it was 450 million. Um, oh, the Mona Lisa would sell for billion. I I think you could get over 20 billion dollars for the Mona Lisa. I, I think so because um this one went for 450, and I've never seen it before. Well, I've seen the Mona Lisa in real life. You know, like everyone knows about it. You know, it's. It's like, no matter who you are in the world, you know the Mona Lisa, you know? So I, I'm thinking what you think, like 20 million. Like, it'd be like the ultimate bragging thing. But 20 like, oh. billion? Yeah, yeah, of course. It'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. I am the Dallas Cowboys. It's like, I own the most like famous work of art of all time. Oh, okay. You guys, you guys won two games last year, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I was thinking would be the most expensive thing in the world. But yeah, no, you've seen it, hey, Carter? The Mona Lisa? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's a big... Pretty it's... surreal when you're there. Pretty surreal when you're there. It's so... It's just so nothing, you know? But it's, it's pretty so cool. Small because yeah, everything it's... else, you know, it's locked up in this crazy case. While everything else is just, you know, a giant 50-foot painting that's so much more, you know, visually impressive from a distance, etc. Mm -hmm. Without knowing the historical significance behind it. You're like, this is the worst mm -hmm. painting in here. You know, to an untrained eye. It, it's kind of amazing, though, like the second most uh, expensive painting of all time was done in like the 50s for 300 million. Like that's pretty. Oh, which one? Thing. William de Koenig. Uh, 
called Interchange. It's just a oh, okay. piece of modern art there with some yeah. triangles, oil on canvas. But yeah, the truly, you know, uh, and like Jackson Pollock there from the 40s, that's 200 mm -hmm. million. But uh, anything really, you know, is it's considered price. And Picasso's and Van Gogh's in there a lot too. But anything really special is, uh, you know, priceless at a museum. Mm -hmm.